coming up on this week's episode of RSVP. Those magical little pixies that make our events. What more can they do for us? Finding them in the middle of nowhere, stranded and bobbing on the water like ducks at a fairground. You know the Miley Cyrus song, Party in the USA? I I feel like I embody that song. It's time for a little RSVP, the show full of rants and stories, visions and pains and so much more with special guests and fun galore. Hotels, destinations, nightmares and dreams, confessions and everything in between. So sit back, relax, pour a wine or whiskey, get comfy, cause it's time for RSVP. Hello and welcome to another episode of RSVP. This is the podcast for events and travel professionals looking for a little bit of inspiration and, well, a whole heap of fun. Now, obviously, we can't really travel anywhere. Depending on where you are in the world listening to this, you're probably still in the same boat and there's very limited options of where you can actually go. However, I'm starting to think that there is a beauty in exploring the things literally on your doorstep. Now, when people say that, they normally mean the country in which you live in. However, when I'm saying it, I'm talking about the actual streets on your doorstep. When you would normally turn right, turn left. I did this the other day on a walk, and I challenged myself to walk down roads that I've never done before. This may seem like a really simple exercise, and you might be like, oh, well, Callum, why bother with that? Honestly, you really do find these tiny little hidden treasures. And it's just nice to explore. You can still explore without having to get on a plane. So that is my call to you guys. Whilst you are still locked down or whilst there are restrictions in place, go for a walk somewhere you've never been. Go down a road that you've never even thought about going down before. Go right when you would normally go left. Go left when you would normally go right. And talking of doing things differently to how you would normally... This year's corporate forum was, of course, digital, and so it meant that it was very different to what we were used to. However, we did record a live episode of RSVP, and we had the wonderful Juliet Tripp as our guest, and Sam McNeil, the UK General Manager of Song Division, jumped on as well, acting as the one-man in-house band that he is, and he even welcomed us with a little bit of a song. So... Sit back, relax, and enjoy this live episode of RSVP. All right, RSVP coming to you live. So I thought I'd play you a little tune. They paid paradise and they put up the parking lot. Yeah, big hotel, remember them? Boot swinging hot spot. Now don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you got till it's gone? I wish I could go to a hotel or a parking lot. Yeah, cause they took all the trees and they put them in a tree museum. Yeah, they charged the people a dollar and a half to see them. Museum would be nice too. Whoa, whoa, I said don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you got till it's gone. They paved paradise and they put up a parking lot. Over to you, Mr. Delillo. What a great introduction. Um, So for those that aren't familiar with RSVP, the podcast, um, 
what are you doing? You know? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely ridiculous. Get on your podcast streaming service right now, whether it's Spotify, Apple or Google, um, even Amazon. But it's a little bit of fun. It's a chance to kind of relive some memories, which at the moment, given we're not traveling much, is is much needed nostalgia. And uh, every episode we are joined by our own one man band, the in-house one man band that is Sam McNeil, the UK general manager of Song Division. He every talk show needs a band, and for us, yeah. it's Sam. I'm the one man roots for Jimmy Fallon. I'm like you're the I'm you're the roots. They're like ten, there's ten of them. You only need one of me. Exactly. <laughs> and the fact that you've you know that implies that I'm Jimmy Fallon. That has just made exactly. my life. So we're, we're, everyone's happy. Everyone is happy. Um, of course, uh, every episode we have a very very fun and uh, inspiring guest and this week it is Juliet Tripp who is from Chemical Watch but beyond that Juliet you're also just a bit of everything you're a, a coach a speaker a strategist I see you all over Instagram everybody is inspired by you oh thank you thank you I just yeah I just love our industry I like to be everywhere you're doing a very good job of it. And uh, as I said, I, I know so many event profs that sort of share your stuff or share your quotes or your, your content. Um, Sam, do you need to know anything about Juliet? Um, I don't, I'm going to create this song based on the interview mostly. So I don't need to know anything specifically. But what I do love to do is every week, um, every song we do for every episode is a different style. So I've done rock, hip hop dance um i think i've even done a sort of punk song um but we've decided today given i've got the acoustic setup and it's february which means valentine's day is around the corner i'm gonna do a this one's gonna be like a love song ballad love song dedication thing for, for you juliet so all i need right now is for you to choose any letter between a and g a b c d e f or g what do you want for your song key f f Oh, yeah. How romantic is that? Okay. It's so romantic. Thank you. You guys crack on and I'll be furiously writing a song about everything you talk about. Okay. Thanks, Sam. And uh, I do not envy him. He's going to be scribbling away furiously trying to write a song as we go. So uh, good luck to him. And I can't wait to hear the finished product at the end. As I said, Juliet, I see you as, as, as basically an industry influencer. I've had so many friends kind of say oh like been really really inspired by Juliet's latest post um and so we've never actually met in person but I feel like I know a lot about you and I seem to see you all over LinkedIn Instagram and and the like yeah no I feel the same I feel like we've met in some sort of other life maybe but um but thank you yeah it's great to be here and yeah great to actually get to chat properly in the podcast We've met in another life. Yeah, something like that. That's a spiritual connection that just cannot be broken. I'm very much <laughs> looking forward to this episode because obviously it's live, which means that we're going to be getting interactions from our audience. Um, and also poor Sam is going to be uh, scribbling away. So let's kick off. Let's do this. The first part of RSVP is the R, which is an opportunity for you to rant. So... What is it that you would like to get off your chest that involves the events industry? Well, thank you for the opportunity to rant because I think I'm a very positive person. If you follow me online, you know that I'm like Disney positive 99% of the time. So actually to have like the unfiltered just go and rant is great. So my rant is three words that I feel like as event profs, we always hear from delegates and clients. And they are, can you just 
So when you're doing something, when you're really busy at an event, oh, darling, darling, can you just can you just grab me some lemon tea bags? I've had that one before. Or can you just move us all into that meeting room? It looks it looks a lot nicer. Like, really? Really? Um, <laughs> because obviously no one gets if you're outside of the industry, no one gets actually what it takes to plan an event of any scale and the fact that it isn't just a party or we're not just all wedding planners. So I would really like to start a movement to ban any people that aren't event professionals using those words, please. I love that. Can you just, and the the lemon tea bags as well. I think every event planner can relate to that. And it seems like that Candice has has instantly come in with an exclamation, yes. (laughs) Thank you. Let's start the movement then. Let's get it as a hashtag. Uh, yeah. Ban can you just? Exactly, exactly. There's a lot of trending topics right now, but I think this this may, may need to just take over, especially when we go back to real life and suddenly everyone's like, oh my God, those those magical little pixies that make our events. What more can they do for us? Yeah, gather all of the magical little pixies <laughs> together. I feel like it's almost like a, a house elf uh, coalition mm. uh, from Harry Potter. Just just, <laughs> just gather them all together and uh, and join forces and, and get the petition going, as Kate has yes. just said there. Thank you. Thank you for sharing this moment today, everyone. Loving that, you know, the, the Disney positivity has, mm. has, has taken its toll and you just wanted to, to just get something off your chest mm. for the first time. Yeah, well, you've opened the floodgates now. Who knows what I'll say the rest of this episode. Oh God, I hope I haven't broken Juliet. Everyone's going to be like, oh, she's been such a lovely, positive person over the years. And then she had one conversation with you, Callum, and now she's just this horrible tyrant that just complains about everything. Watch this face. Watch this face. That's all I can say, Callum. So the next part of RSVP is the stories. And this comes in three different sections. So the first story I'd love to hear about is your most memorable experience of a destination. And this doesn't have to be a fam trip or an event. It can be a holiday. It could be a honeymoon. It can be a holiday you did when you were three years old. What's your most memorable destination? Sure. Um, I'm going to go in, I guess it's a bit of a cliche, Juliet destination, but that is Los Angeles and it will be personal trips. So I've taken two personal trips to LA before. And I honestly, you know, the Miley Cyrus song, Party in the USA? I feel like I embody that song when I step off the plane at LAX with my dream and my cardigan. Like it's just my favourite place in the world. And I went in 2019 to an event called the Girl Boss Rally, which is my favourite event I've ever attended. It was all about sort of female empowerment and girl power and learning new things, personal development. I went for a long weekend because it's all the time I had just had the most incredible time. I was hiking in the Hollywood Hills. I got to see Sophia Amoruso speak. I got to see Paris Hilton speak and the whole story behind the That's Hot movement that she started um, about 20 years ago, if anyone knows that famous quote. Um, But yeah, it just lights me up as a destination. Uh, This event that I attended, it was at UCLA and that was amazing. And now I'm just like, ready to move probably to LA. I have I have a, a friend in the industry who moved to LA uh, a couple of years ago and ever since she had like my jealousy levels have just been through the roof like just a casual walk you know in the Hollywood Hills and you're just like it's not quite the same as Boston Manor Park, you know? No, it's not. It's not. So have you been to LA before? I did. In fact, I actually met said person on a on a trip to LA. And um, the fam trip that we went on, we attended the American Music Awards. Um, and um, that was 
pretty epic. Uh, mm-hmm. It was the event where Christina Aguilera sang and everybody kind of gave her a hard time for her performance. I know. I, I was just like, oh, my God, it's Christina Aguilera. Yeah, but, she uh, doesn't deserve that. But, yeah, no, I completely agree. L.A. is is great. And um, I think there's certain places, I've, I've said this to people before, there's certain places where your vibrations or, or however you want to call it seem to just align. And it sounds like that's the, the case for you in L.A. Yeah, I think so. And it, it sort of gets a bit of a bad rap as a cliche or, you know, like some people hate it because there are parts of L.A. which are really dirty and, you know, the Hollywood stars are really just covered in <laughs> kind of dust. Um, but it's just it's I just love it. I And I feel like I am myself when I'm in California. I'm myself when I'm in L.A. So, yeah, next time you hear the Miley Cyrus song, just think about that's how excited I get when I get to go. See, when you say Miley Cyrus, all I'm thinking of is you coming in on a wrecking ball into <laughs> LA, <laughs> smashing that's, through LAX. Yeah. That's new Juliet. That's the Juliet that you've brought to the world. <laughs> that's me ready to just take on the events world by storm after COVID. I'm not even sorry about it. The, the next story that we'd love to hear is your most memorable hotel experience. Yeah, so I was thinking about this and I've been lucky enough to stay in some amazing hotels and some not so amazing hotels. But an experience that really sticks out for me was the last event I did last year before the world turned upside down. And there's a hotel called the Park Hyatt in DC. Obviously, everyone knows Hyatt's, but it's just such a lovely hotel. I've been a few times now and I have such fond but bittersweet memories of being there and that event because we didn't know what was about to hit us, but we could hear sort of mutterings and it was all, the world was starting to change. And then, you know, I went over there on a full flight, ran an event, and then a couple of days later left DC. There were about 30 people on the plane and then the world was never the same again. And so I just really think back to the the times I had in the hotel running the conference. The staff were all incredible because obviously it was unknown territory to us all. And it just, yeah, it really sticks out to me. So that's the that's the venue I've picked. Yeah, it's it's weird, isn't it? It's it's you know, when people say, Oh, do you remember where you were when this happened or when that happened? But I think it's do you remember the last place you were before the world changed? Yeah. And that's it for you. Yeah, it is. And I just, yeah, I had such a good time and I was lucky enough to go with a really close friend from work to work on the event together. And we just, we just had this feeling that we needed to make the most of it. And we did, like, we just didn't stop. It was just lots of, lots of work, the work hard, play hard thing, you know? (laughs) That's that's our industry's motto, isn't it? It is. It's like, ridiculous hours where people are working working like 48 or 72 hours non-stop and then that weekend uh the whole industry just you know parties and has the best time yeah that's what it's all about that's why we're here right the next story i'd love to hear about is your most memorable food experience yeah again i was really thinking about this and thinking what can i say it's gonna be really inspirational and show myself as a true foodie but actually what i've come to the decision to talk about is burgers in airports because I feel like we spend so much time in airports I didn't want to bore you and be like oh I went to this amazing Michelin star restaurant and no there's a couple of experiences so any event profs that run events in Brussels will know that Brussels airport 
is not the best place and all the flights, the last flights out of Brussels are always full. And it seems to be there's really only one, this is turning into a rant, I'm sorry, there's only really one restaurant that you can go and it's a burger restaurant. But every time we've been, it's run out of burgers. So it's like the only thing you're looking forward to after a really long day in Brussels and you can't even get it. So that's um, that's one burger food memory or absence of. And then my other memory is I was running an event in Kuala Lumpur a couple of years ago. And Kuala Lumpur does have a very vibrant food scene, but it's just not really for me. And they just there are a few things that I think are a little bit weird. So on my way home from Kuala Lumpur, I had the best burger of my life because all I wanted when I got to the airport was some kind of normal Western food and there wasn't any. And then had a layover in Singapore airport, which I strongly believe, and please don't at me, is the greatest airport in the world. And I had a Wagyu beef burger and it was the best burger I've ever eaten because I was so excited just to have some sort of just not Malaysian food. I love that they're linked by the airport theme. So have you have you never tried the the burger in Brussels? Has it always been sold out when you've been there? I've had one once and it was, it was very dry. I think it was the last one because I never get I never fly. We go to Brussels a lot, um, but I never fly out early. It's always the last flight out. And it seems to be that everyone that does business in Brussels eats the burgers before we can. So it's not even like I thought, oh, maybe it's sold out because, you know, even the locals are like, oh, this is the best burger place ever. Let's go to the airport and get it. And, you know, we've got it. And you're like, oh, I finally got one. It was just dry. Yeah, exactly. And it's like it seemed to be this holy grail. And all my colleagues were like, is today going to be the day we get burgers and we all get really excited? And who's going to go to the bar and place the order? And then we get there and suddenly it's like, well, there's none left. So what's it going to be? And then it ends up being a liquid meal. And then a few later, because the flights are always delayed. So. Yeah, that's my food experience for you. Inspirational it is not, but it's a story nonetheless. I mean, on the flip side, you had an amazing burger in the Singapore airport. Yeah, I did. And it was it was really needed. And I just, I can, yeah, I can talk about Singapore airport all day. Maybe we'll do a dedicated podcast to that one day because it's just great. It has won awards, to be fair. So, you know, you're, you're rightly placed to say that it's, it's one of the best in the world. Um, and I can definitely empathize with the idea of like, I mean, if we're, we're throwing it way back when I was younger, I went to Napa because that's what the kids do. Yeah. Aya, 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 Napa. Um, <laughs> and uh, we ended up running out of money because a friend's moped uh, incident resulted in us having to pay lots of money. So we were living off like 5p noodles for like the entire time because the bank machines weren't working and there had been a power cut in Cyprus and it was all disastrous. On the very last day, I remember just being able to get a Burger King because the, the banks opened again and we could withdraw some more money. And yeah, very similar situation. I just needed, I just needed it. I just needed a little taste of home. And I was like, oh my God, that was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a feeling. It was just, it was just wonderful. I'll never forget that burger. I love it. Love it. <laughs> Everyone else is like Michelin star and you're like, yeah. no, there's, just, there's just this really just, <laughs> just a great burger in an airport. Yeah, that's it. So the next section of RSVP is the V, which is an opportunity for you to kind of paint a vision of your dream event. And this has no limitations whatsoever. You know, we've had people say that they want it to be sunset for 10 hours nonstop or, you know, go back in time or... There is there is no limitations. What would your dream event look like? 
Well, my dream event would go back to like the classic Juliet that we met earlier in the episode before I turned into negative Nancy. Um, And it would be the make it happen event. I don't, I'm not saying festival because I really don't like festivals. Um, It'd be more of a a conference and experience, but I have make it happen in lights above my head. I'm always doing this in calls because that's my mantra for life. So it would embody everything about empowerment and inspiration. And it would just be like an immersive experience. So you go in with a dream and then you come out with a business and there's loads of investors. There's just the most motivational speakers in the world. So Rachel Hollis and Oprah. And then you've got songs that just are embodying empowerment so Beyonce will absolutely be headlining I'm sure does Beyonce headline all of the visions events she doesn't but she is a popular choice um I (laughs) I don't think um I I think yeah she's popular but it's it's not overused so I'll give you Beyonce It, it fits in this context as well I think so so the performances will be iconic performances from certain periods in time so for Beyonce she'll probably pop up a lot but um she'll bring back the song from the U.S. National Anthem that's the song the U.S. National Anthem from Obama's inauguration because I just oh I just love her um I have that on on YouTube sometimes when I need a bit of inspiration and then like some famous Super Bowl performances I, I love America I've spoken about it a lot big place in my heart um so it would be probably in New York in some sort of rooftop venue but not just a small corner of a rooftop bar it would be like a huge spanning rooftop bar but it would also have like an immersive corner office experience so you could go and experience what it would be like to have your own corner office in New York City because that's obviously on the vision board as well um and it would just you know just be all about empowerment and feeling incredible and getting inspired and empowered and getting shit done, making it happen. Well, Kate has been very complimentary because uh, she said, Juliet, uh, though you need to include yourself on the list of ins- uh, motivating speakers because she's attended some of your sessions and you always pump the audience up. Oh, such a babe, Kate. Thank you. That's lovely to hear. And I I think the the concept of like going into the dream and then coming out with the business, like having this almost like sort of magical conveyor belt of you going into the event and then actually coming out like fully fledged is 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 fantastic and and new york is is my favorite that's that's my la your 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 la is is my new york um in terms of kind of the the place that i i love to just keep going back to yeah concrete jungle that song would probably be on repeat quite a lot like as you kind of flew in you'd hear it and then as you're getting your luggage then you'd hear it as well it would just be a few inspirational songs would just pop up and party in the usa obviously of course, of course. Miley Cyrus would, would have to feature. And I, I imagine, I mean, bear in mind that reality is 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 no limit. You could you could fly, you know, replace JFK with the Singapore airport. <laughs> yes. You've hit the I didn't even think of that. Thank you, Callum. If you'd like to collaborate on this event, you'd be more than welcome to. You gotta make it happen. You have. Thank you. Okay, so Changi Airport in New York. Exactly. And Emma's there said my last in-person event was in New York City with a sad face. One of our events was supposed to be in New York and got cancelled. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel your pain there, Emma. We'll be back. We'll be back. The corner office kind of role play as well. I think that's, that's great. It just it makes me think of like suits or something. 
Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we can get the seat stars in as well. That's probably a must. I'm sure Megan will retire from what she's up to right now just to make some sort of celebrity appearance. Well, I mean, if you ask her, she will attend. This is this is your mm. event. This is your dream That's event. True. You know, you just it's click true. your fingers and Megan is there. Okay, cool. We'll do that. We'll do that. I'll give her a call. So the final stage of RSVP, uh, we've been through the R, the S, the V. It is, of course, the P, which stands for pains. And our listeners share their pains, their anonymous confessions. Um, and it is an opportunity for you and our live audience to uh, interact with the pains that they've gone through. So here we go. Dear Callum, I was hosting an incentive in Langkawi and had arranged an incredible jet ski experience for the group. It promised to be a truly exhilarating experience. However, despite three site visits and a seriously thorough running order, as soon as the jet skis took off, the organizers lost control. It's, it's, it gets bad. Okay. Twelve couples just dispersed across the ocean and havoc ensued. Some ran out of fuel, whilst others were stranded on beaches due to the tides. And as all this was happening around me, I felt myself instantly age about 15 years. <laughs> Ever been in that experience where you kind of lose control, uh, despite all of the uh, organisation that you could possibly put in place? Mm, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. I feel for this person. I ended up zooming across the sea on my own jet ski, trying to collect all of my guests, finding them in the middle of nowhere, stranded and bobbing on the water like ducks at a fairground. Oh, no. Oh, no. I love the analogy of like ducks on a fairground because well, I'm just picturing those little rods where you're just <laughs> yeah, trying to desperately. Trying, just trying to get some help to get back to shore. It feels like some sort of computer game is all just like collecting like your, your kind of lost sheep or something, you know, and trying to, to... Get as many points as you can. Exactly. We then returned to a private island that we had hired and I was left desperately counting heads to ensure that we had everyone. At which point I realised we were still missing four people. It's safe to say that the organiser experienced my full wrath as I shouted at him out of earshot and away from the group behind a little wooden hut. I mean, <laughs> what did they shout? Well, I, I, it, it, I imagine a lot of expletives. I, I, I feel like if I've awoken the the bad side of Juliet, I think this guy uh, clearly awoke the uh, the bad side yeah. of this event planner. Yeah, in the hut. Did they burn the hut down? Perhaps. Can you imagine? I think if I think if voices could could set fire, mm. then uh, then there would definitely be some flames. Mm. Then, as he emerged from my tongue lashing, he was greeted by my client who handed him a fistful of cash, enough to pay his mortgage four times over, and said that was the most incredible experience of his entire life. And at the same time, the remaining four people arrived at the dock. So my best laid plan fell flat on its face, but the upside was that the client was the happiest he had ever been, and he was a hard man to please. Well, that's good. That's good, isn't it? customer first and all of that I mean it's good but it must be incredibly frustrating especially if you've just like unleashed the fury and then Mm. next minute your client just turns around and goes oh that was incredible here's loads of money that's so annoying so I don't know about you but in lockdown I've been spending a lot of time watching Below Deck um which is just a very high caliber tv show as as you'd imagine and they do a lot of jet skiing and you see stuff go wrong and I've only been on a jet ski once and I don't really like deep water, so I was a bit nervous, but I can just imagine the fear going through this event planner's 
veins. It just, yeah, I wouldn't enjoy this experience. Yeah, I love the idea of them being like, okay, everybody, so you've got your 12 jet jet skis if you just like to head off in a westerly direction and then suddenly just scatter and they've all just gone everywhere. Just and how you like you can't just round people up surely off the shores of Langkawi. It's not exactly like a swimming pool where they're just swimming or you know a small man-made lake where they're in kayaks. It's just it's quite a big operation and quite technical, isn't it? Sometimes with jet skis, especially if they've run out of fuel, are they going to swim? Just bobbing around on the sea by themselves, <laughs> like just <ducks>. like <laughs> nowhere can be seen as well. The, the, the idea of it, I mean, just just to manage mm. it. It reminds me, I don't know if you've ever seen the film Hitch. Yes, I have. With Will Smith and he, t- he takes a girl on a date on a jet ski and it goes horribly wrong. He ends up kicking her in the face and having to, you know, put an ice pack on her. And everything goes wrong, but she ends up having like the best date that she's ever had. And it mm. feels almost like exactly yeah. this confession. Oh dear, well, I bet they won't be holding an event in Langkawi again. But what I would say is I bet they flew home via Changi Airport and had a great time. After all that, they were like, oh, I tell you what, we did have a great burger on the way back and it made it all feel so much better. Exactly, exactly. That's probably one plus side. So um, yeah, yeah, I'd imagine that was the the saving grace. But yeah, I mean, hats off to to this event person for for dealing with it in that way and doing their best. That's all we can do. That's it. I think, you know, we've, we've had some of these confessions before where, um, you know, the guests would be like, oh, well, you know what I would have done? I would have done this. And, you, you know, you would have avoided that. Mm. But it feels like he or she did the most they could to avoid any disasters. But you just just sometimes you just can't prevent it. No, you can't. You can't. This is that's it's just life sometimes, isn't it? But but the client was happy. So there is a slight happy ending for, for at least one person. Oh, yeah, he got a fistful of cash. That was mm. uh, an extraordinary amount. I'm, I'm quite jealous, to be honest. Yeah. So that was that was the episode. Um, but of course, Sam uh, has been listening this entire time and has been scribbling away. I'm ready. Oh, oh he's, he's just flexing now, isn't he? Like, well, I mean, I'm literally, I've just finished. That's why I turned my camera on. But um, I should probably preface things by saying it's it's it wrote itself. And if it wasn't for the fact that this is an RSV episode, you, you would be... You're going to be pretty creeped out, Juliet. I'm just going to let's just let's just put that straight out there. If you if you receive right. this if you receive this in the mail from someone you'd never met like this that we've never met, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be calling the cops. So uh, enjoy. What a brilliant preface to, uh, to yeah. Watch. I want to sort of apologise in advance, as I guess is what I'm saying. Here we go. Here's your little uh, love song, Valentine's Day dedication in the key of F. Juliet, she is my new best friend. I think I love you and we haven't even met So I, I thought I'd write a little song for you To show you that my love is true Yeah, she's Disney positive and so am I Yeah, we were meant to be So just don't fight it Can you just? It needs to be banned Cause we aren't pixies, we're all human Our favorite places be is LA We could go together, what do you say? Yeah, go and check out that girl boss We might even meet Paris Hilton Yeah, that's hot Yeah, head to Park Hyatt in DC Yeah, we work hard, we'll play hard, you and me 
You don't need the fancy food. You don't need la di da. Yeah, airport burgers. That's the way to your heart. Her favorite airport's gotta be Changi. So come on, Juliet, don't leave me hanging. Callum thinks he met her in another life, but I'm gonna fight him off and make you my wife. Yeah, her dream of end is called make it happen, empower, inspire, and the things that really matter go. Go on in a dream, come out with a plan, cause you can do it if Rachel Hollis can. Yeah, whatever you do, there'll be no jet skis. I don't want to lose you to the sea, and I definitely don't want to see your dark side. So let's stay on land and we'll be fine. Yeah, cause those happy clients, they are hard to please, but I bet you can do it. With ease, so Juliet, let me be your Romeo. I think it's plain to see I love you so. Thank you so much. I've never heard the Romeo. Oh, I bet before. you haven't. I bet you haven't. <laughs> oh, goodness me. That was, uh, there you go. That's how you write a song live. That was absolutely incredible.